Hello, and welcome to episode six of Sisters in Song. This was recorded live at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado on July 9th. And this is our first interview. We interviewed the band TBD, who happened to also be from Colorado. So we got to talk with Ned Nixon and Steve Huff, who are in the band, and they will tell you during the interview more about their roles in the band. We didn't get a chat with Heather Walter, who normally plays keyboards and vocals, and Joel Neymar, who plays violin, mandolin, guitar, and recorder for the band. And we also talked with uh, John Tatey, who filled in on harmonies. John actually met the members of TBD, Ned and Steve, in line at the Avid Brothers show that weekend, and just... They hit it off. Hit it off and <laughs> made some music together. And you'll get to hear a little bit of that later, too. So enjoy episode six. Hello, this is Bethany. And I'm Carolyn. And we, we are, are Sisters, Sisters in Song. Song. Coming to you live from Red Rocks. Where we are with Ned Nixon and Steve Huff from the band TBD. They're from Lakewood, Colorado. And they're joined today by John Titi. So we're going to be asking them some questions. This is our very first interview here on our podcast, so we're very excited. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Colorado, and we are going to now have these wonderful guys introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about their band. Hi, I'm Ned Nixon. Hi, I'm Steve Huff. Hi, I'm John Tatey. And uh, we have a band here in Colorado called TBD, The Band. Uh, it's called that because we let the audience name our band every time we play. We put out put out little cards in the audience and they get to put them down and they send them up to me and then we vote on it and then we pretend that we're that band. <laughs> this, this is Steve. So my wife actually asked me, now how did you get the name again? And we had to kind of think back through it. It was, we started, we just couldn't come up with a name. We were talking free pizza, better with beer, uh, good dog Bodie was an option, but we but we couldn't choose, so we just stuck with TBD for a while, not thinking that would actually be the name of a band. But that it might turn into it. It might turn into it, it and then it was just more. then it was just so fun having the audience give us new ideas every time, uh, and that was what seven years ago. Yeah, I mean now we just do it every time, and it's it's just fun. It's audience. What's what's the best name? So we've had it, originally we required that it be the acronym TBD, so we were Ted brought donuts. We were, uh, my daughter came up with Totally Been Dare, which was my favorite. Uh, three Bad Dads. Tater Biscuit Donut. Tater Biscuit Donut. And then we just opened it up to anything, and it's been lots of different things. Can you think of some of the best what ones? What was the one I liked? Uh, string, uh, string Theory was one. What was the one about the cows? Happy cows. Uh, the cows of Gladness. The Cows of Gladness. Yeah. Oh my God. We were Ned Zeppelin. Oh, love that. Oh, that's fun. Okay. So we're going to be asking you guys a little bit about your songwriting process. We are just getting started in the songwriting world, and we write a lot of lyrics, learning how to play guitar. We suck right now, but we're, we're getting there. <laughs> Taking we lessons. It's definitely a practice. So um, I'll let Carolyn ask the first one. So how did you get started in music? Or how, yeah, how, first of all, how did you meet? How do you know each other? Oh, Steve and I? Yeah. Uh, well, I moved out here about 23 three years ago now and the only person I knew out here was a girl that I went to grade school and high school with and so we called her and she was friends with Steve and a bunch of other people and that's how we met and, and we had a friend of ours that did a karaoke party and he said I got up and sang and and Steve said well I play guitar and I said well I play guitar and then we said well next year let's 
put a song in that just without the karaoke and just do it. And that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then did you, when did you start writing songs or when did you start like learning music? Did you learn it like when you were a kid or did you, you know, grow up learning it or? Well, Steve is the musician. Okay. So. Well, let's let Steve answer that one. <laughs> just played for a long time. It is kind of a fun story. My dad did not play guitar or, or any instrument or my mom. And he just got it in his mind is that I really want my son to play. So I, when I was four years old, I had this little play guitar that I would run around and pretend I was playing. So he said, okay, that's going to be it. So he took me to the Mel Bay or Mel Gibson. No, Mel Bay. Mel, Mel Gibson didn't do guitar, there. did he? Uh, no, Mel Bay <laughs> Studios, you know, you, you little, yeah, in O'Fallon, Missouri. And uh, they sa he said, I want my son to learn guitar. And they said, well, yeah, we don't teach guitar to four-year-olds. It has to be piano. Um, and my dad said, no, he likes the guitar. That's what it's going to be. So I can still remember learning my ABCs on the guitar as I was learning the notes. <coughs> That's and, cool. Uh, and I actually hated it uh, for, you know, 10 years. They kind of forced me to go until I learned rock and roll. And, and tablature. He actually found this guitar player in uh, in some bar that my parents loved to dance, and they found this college kid who played guitar. And he said, "I, I really want you to come out and teach my kid how to play, um, you know, rock and roll." So I knew all of the theory, and I knew had the the finger skills, but I didn't know that I could actually play Rush or Boston or Led Zeppelin. And he came out. And he said, "Well, what do you want to play? What's your favorite song?" And I said, "Spirit of the Radio" by Rush. And he said, "Ah, that's a really tough one." He said, "Well, show me what you got." I had played for so long even competitively he's like yeah we could actually do this so he wrote out the tabs for Spirit of the Radio uh, and I played it in one day and I was I was hooked that's awesome that's awesome so all right so Ned you're the writer so let's how did you get into songwriting what made you interested in music? Well, I was uh, I was never musical. No one in my family is musical at all. And I I got into singing. I couldn't sing. And I started uh, with some friends of mine. And my, I had a friend and who was a voice coach. And he says, you've actually got a pretty decent voice. You just don't trust it. And so he kind of taught me how to trust. I used to do... Uh, theater. So I got into a bunch of theater when I was younger and got on stage and did things like that. And and then when I was uh, 20, let's see, I was right around 20, I was just about to go to med school. And so uh, I went to this place called Big Dudes Music City and I had and I bought a $100 Yamaha guitar. Oh, that's awesome. And, <laughs> a, and at the time, a, a Jimmy Buffett songbook. And I just looked at what the chords were and kind of taught myself how wow. to do it as a relaxation while I was in school. Nice. And that's kind of how I got started. So I, 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 I joke, I, I'm, I'm the worst musician in our band by far. <laughs> we have some pretty good music. We have some really good musicians. So it is possible to like teach yourself because yeah. we yeah. are, we have a teacher and we love him, but, but we are, we struggle because it, I don't know, I just, I think I'm afraid to go out on a limb and just try stuff. So that's something I got to get over. The only <laughs> thing I would say is like, like if you're, if you're doing the chord differently, like some people like to do a G chord with a pinky so that yeah. they can, they can move down the fret. And I always learned this way. Yep. Yeah, that's how I and learned. Yep. Some people learned an A like this yep. and I learned an A like that, but I wish I would have learned it like that so I could yes. go down there. So just while you're getting started, 
get a couple of tips from somebody and then do it however Absolutely. You want. Okay, so now I'm going to ask John about how he got started in all of this. Yeah, well, I mean, how I got started with these guys was yesterday <laughs> I showed up here and I met them. That is the best. That's the best. <laughs> That's an Agent yeah. Brothers um, story there. Yeah, <laughs> but I, um, so when I was a little kid, I took piano lessons from my grandmother and I really was not a huge fan of it. Um, but I, that's how I learned the sort of ABCs of the instrument. And then um, uh, in fourth grade, I had sort of a weird educational experience because I went to a, uh, a choir school called the American Boy Choir School wow. in New Jersey. And um, basically we had two hour choir rehearsals every day before school started. And then <laughs> music theory was a part of the school curriculum. Wow. Um, and then, so I was there from fourth to sixth grade. And that's where I, during that time, I quit piano because I was like, I thought I was done with it. But then um, in seventh and eighth grade, I was no longer at the choir school and I was finding myself really sort of creatively bored. And by the way, seventh and eighth grade was like two years two ago. Two years ago. Right. <laughs> something, something like that, four or five years ago. Okay. And uh, so the summer after seventh grade, I started re-teaching myself how to play piano, but this time I was teaching myself the stuff I actually wanted to play, like Steve nice. was talking about. So I would really, I would look at like ultimate guitar chords and I would really slowly work my way through like Billy Joel and Elton John songs. Um, and I was really bad at first, but I got better and I kept at it throughout high school and now I play piano and guitar and some drums and some bass. and. Um, so there's hope for sure for us. <laughs> yeah, hope for me. Yeah, for sure. The, I think to me the, the key is to make friends with really good musicians because you can just learn from watching them. Yeah, um, and you can learn from playing with them and and seeing how they react to the way you play and stuff like that. I think that's awesome. the best way to learn. Uh, at least the way I've learned. I remember intentionally singing off key. Sorry, there's also a car show going on here and uh, it's a little loud. <laughs> I intentionally sang off-key for Sister John Ellen when I was a freshman so that I did not have to go to magicals. <laughs> I honestly think, though, when people are forced to play piano when they're a kid, because I was forced, I hated it. I hated yeah. every second of it, and I quit, and then my mom didn't want me to play anything else because she thought I would just quit. Yeah, same. I played the viola, and I was, like, god-awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what's our next? All right, so let's see. Um, obviously, you write songs. You have collaborated, John. Have you? Do you guys collaborate? How do you like make your music together? Your originals. So I, I'm, I'm the one. Steve, Steve's got like some really great instrumental songs that he's written, and he will. I'll pretty much start writing the song, and then I'll bring it to Steve, and then when I, when there's a chord that I don't quite know what's next, uh, he'll help me figure that out, and. I write. I write all the lyrics first. You know, everybody's okay. everybody's different. Yep. Um, I get an idea, and it's and it's all about lyrics. Okay. okay. So that's how I work too. I'm, yeah. I'm a poet. I went to school for poetry, so mm. that's how I got into all this stuff. Yeah. Um, what about like what is your process? Like, so you start with lyrics. How do you? Yeah, like Ned said, I I have instrumentals that I just love to play. For some, I I love to write, but poetry is not most my thing. Um, not most people's thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I just just play around with riffs. Um, of course, everything just starts. Everything is you know standing on the shoulders of giants, right? There's nothing you're playing that hasn't been played before. It's just your own little spin on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like Ned said, when he has a, a new song, he'll bring it. T typically, about 20 to 
80% baked. And he said, you know, here's what I'm hearing, and what are you hearing? And our uh, Joel also will come in, our, our other uh, member of our band. Um, so it's definitely a collaboration. Yeah. What about you, John? Yeah, I mean, so when I'm doing solo songwriting, it depends completely on what instrument I'm writing on. So if I'm in the mood to write a song and what I have on hand is a guitar, then I'm almost always going to start by playing around with the instrumental. Um, especially because when I was starting to write songs for guitar, I was also learning how to play guitar. So I was just finding sounds that I liked, finding chords and chord combinations that I thought sounded good without really knowing what they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then awesome. I would play around with that, and, and then I'd add, add lyrics and melody to it. But if I'm on piano, most of the time I start with lyrics, because then I can, I know a lot more about that instrument, and so I can use the mechanics of that instrument to uh, add a lot more depth to the lyrics. But with regard to collaboration, um, one of my favorite songwriting exercises is to sit down with friends of mine who are also songwriters or aspiring songwriters to pick a chord structure of some kind or a riff or um, you know basically the bones of a song without lyrics and then once we've got it down and we're jamming um, we just take turns making up words and making up melodies and some of the best songs I think I've ever written or ever heard that my friends have written were written starting out as just like we're sitting here and we're just like shooting shooting words into the wind and so, like, 50% of the stuff you say is going to come out total nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and, and half the rhymes you try to make are not going to come out For as sure. actual rhymes. But, um, you know, there's there's some real gold to be found when you're just shooting feelings at the music. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, Thank that's you. probably the main thing, I not just with playing an instrument, but just life is being too caught up in being perfect. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, we <laughs> say you have to practice to get better, and the best way to practice is to play, and the way, best way to play, make it a game fun is with other people. If yeah. you can just loosen into that and kind of set the expectation, we're, we're just we're just having fun, and let's just see what happens, right? It's, it's that constriction around, I've heard all this stuff that I love, and I want it to sound like that at first. Anything that you heard that you loved went, went through all of these iterations and so many songs and just trying different things, so it's just a matter of time and numbers. I mean, I keep Mick, going. Mick Jagger writes by, he has a journal, and he thinks of an idea, and he just free associates for, and then picks little pieces of yeah. it. Yeah, kind of what we do. I yeah. mean, you can look at any of the greats, like your favorite songwriters, and you can probably dig up their like demos or their notebooks or whatever. Like Leonard Cohen, who wakes up or woke up in the morning and wrote in a journal for five minutes, and probably 90% of the stuff he wrote down never saw the light yeah, of day. Yeah, yeah. And almost all of Paul Simon's albums have demos of him just playing guitar and scatting. <laughs> he, he, he writes everything with music first. Paul Simon does yeah. it. I mean, Cohen's been writing Hallelujah until the day he died. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So we have three questions that we're going to be asking everyone that we interview. So our first one is, tell us about who your influences are and your idols. And I bet I can guess one of them because we're here at the Avid Brothers concert. <laughs> Absolutely. Avid Brothers. I was very influenced growing up just by anything I could hear on, but my Groups that I'd gotten completely lost in were Bare Naked Ladies, Counting Crows, Guster, and yes. Avid. Yeah. Avid. Yeah. Yep. How about you, John? Um, my dad was a Billy Joel mega fan, and it was also, I think, part of the reason I grew up with this like immense love for Billy Joel around me was because 
Billy Joel was probably the only artist that my dad listened to in high school that my mom also listened to. Oh, okay. nice. Okay. And so when they when they got married, my dad just was just like, Billy Joel is the one. <laughs> uh, which I think is adorable. Yeah, yeah that's but, cool. I do but too. so that's like all of the songs. He was probably the first guy who I heard play piano, and I, I would listen to it, and I'd be like, I want to learn how to play this thing. Yeah. Um, but since I've started songwriting, I've learned to appreciate all sorts of artists. Uh, Paul Simon, obviously, I just mentioned, and Randy Newman is a piano giant who's also really good at merging blues and jazz and classical and, and folk all together into one. Um, Steely Dan, I think, does a lot of really cool abstract songwriting. Um, and yeah. And Somebody better say John Prine. Yeah, I didn't actually discover John Prine until I met Ned. Uh, I didn't grow up with it, but uh, I, I grew up in heavy metal, ACDC, Van Halen, nice. that whole vibe. As I got older, I really appreciate uh, Zach Brown Band. I'm not a huge country fan, but I those bands that do crossover, that yeah. yeah, and and just the depth of the lyrics. Jason Mraz, oh, huge yeah. Jason Mraz fan, and of course David Brothers. Yeah. yeah. All right, so what would you say, I'm going to skip over this one and do this one. What are your, um, you kind of already answered this, I guess, but one living or dead artist, who would you choose to perform with and or collaborate with? We'll go the reverse. Mm. Well, Scott or Seth Ava would be a little too obvious. I, I, I think I might say Jason Mraz. Right. There's just something about his vibe and, you know, artists that don't take themselves very seriously and just are playing with life and then that comes out in their, their music. Huge fan of. Cool. I'd say Jason Mraz. All right. Okay. John? <laughs> Performing is a whole different game to me. Um, and if I, like, I, I'm still developing my chops a little bit, and I'm, like, about to go study jazz for a year, but if I could perform with, like, John Coltrane or Thelonious Monk or um, Oscar Peterson, like, I don't know. You should go to a jazz monk monastery. <laughs> um, I love it. I just like th those jazz guys, or or or, or anybody who, who brings the theory and spirit of jazz to rock and roll music, mm. um, or the funk. Anybody who brings the funk. Or the Bring the funk. That's, That's right. right. All right. I love so, this. Yeah. Okay, and Mr. Nick. Uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Oh, okay, I love that you guys are naming people. So I'm also a sign language interpreter. That's my real job, and I have interpreted for Steve and. Um, What's the other guy's name? Steve Martin and Nor Martin how Short. How do, you, how do you interpret King Tut? <laughs> it's hard, but <laughs> I'll show you later. They can't see us here. But then also, um, I interpreted for John Prine a long time ago, too. So I've gotten a lot of cool things in my bag of tricks from interpreting, too. So, okay. We were at the Telluride Bluegrass Festival a few years ago, and he, Mumford and Sons, the guy got had an aneurysm or something couldn't perform and so he and the steep canyon rangers came in oh, and performed how cool is and that? he comes out there and it was the it was the headliner of the first night and he said i've always wanted to per to be at the telluride bluegrass festival and tonight i am one step step closer to that dream oh, how cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay last question and then we're going to have you guys play a song for us which we'll tell have you kind of intro first and tell us about it um, yeah, where can we see you play and or hear your music? <laughs> um, that's a hard one because we're all professionals and getting us into a same... Not musicians. Not professional <laughs> musicians. We're professionals <laughs> in other things. And so getting us into a room at the same time is really hard. And so we, we play a number of different breweries or different places uh, around Lakewood and Denver and 
and things like that. Whenever we can find, we kind of find the time first, and then we kind of yeah. go find a place. Green Mountain Beer Green Company. Green Mountain Beer We should give them a shout out. Yeah, we yeah. should. Yeah. Green, Green Mountain Beer Company. Company. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Go. Great beer. Fun stuff. Yeah. You have Spotify. What? Yeah, I, I have a record on Spotify right now that I did last year during my senior spring. Um, it's called Watching and Waiting. You can find it under John Patey, P-E-T-I. Love it. Um, other than that, I'm I'm a I'm a professional student right now, so uh, I'll be in Michigan next year. So I might have some gigs around there, or in the summers probably gigs in, in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so the the 50, 50 year old sitting here, you have to go to a brewery to see an eighteen year old. He's already written an album and put it on Spotify. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're going to let you introduce your song and tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll have you play. So uh, when John Prine died, um, I was sad. I went down to my basement, turned all my lights off, played music, and cried. And um, my family uh, had together had seen John Prine multiple times, got to meet him one time. It was fantastic. Um, he... Uh, when when my when my brother and my dad and I were working uh, in our basement and working as kids and when when we were kids, we couldn't agree on what music that we would listen to because I I was not into country at that time and I, they just wanted to listen to country I wanted to listen to rock and roll and but we agreed on John Prine and so hey. that was John Prine Willie Nelson and Jimmy Buffett I think were the three <laughs> that we could go through but John Prine was the one that we all connected with so that's how Fantastic. that's how this song. I was trying to think of a way to kind of put my little memory together with, with the his. All right. And the song is called? John Prine's Song. All right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we were working in the basement then, fighting for the radio. Little brother playing referee between my arrogance and daddy-o. Turn the dial on the radio Had to put the hammer down I insisted on the rock and roll He preferred the high and lonesome sound I'd finally had my fill Of Conway Twitty and old George Jones I was chasing a new windmill Don Quixote for a new hormone What's yours is yours and what's mine is mine Argue till we all got wise Finally settled in on John Prime Found our great compromise. Oh, I got a John Prime song stuck between my ears. We saw him live on stage, Sabu and Souvenir. Will I hear a funeral march? And it's coming round, so please don't bury me in the cold, cold ground. When I get to heaven, son, let me pass. Working in the bedroom then, trying to put the children down. They were working on adrenaline. I was trying to get to sleep it down. And I remember that old radio. Tried to put the hammer down. 
started singing about the eyes of a clown. That's the way that the world goes round. Blue umbrella and an eagle smile. Fishing whistle had him laughing hard. Like a radio, I turned the dial. I settled in and dropped it off. It drifted off as I drifted back to the basement where I once belonged. My old family on the night. Narrowed down to a John Prime song. Oh, I got a John Prime song. Stuck between my ears, we saw him live on stage. Sabu and Souvenir. Will I hear a funeral march? And it's coming round, so please don't bury me in the cold, cold ground. When I get to heaven, let me tag. Goosebumps, goosebumps. Okay, well, thank you so much for being part of our podcast today. And as my usual outro is, if you know anyone that likes podcasts, uh, please recommend our podcast. Give us five stars and likes. Ha ha. And this should be up very soon. Thank you so much.